Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Courting the Pay-to-Pay podcast field. I think I said that kind of wrong, but it is the Courting the Field podcast with Sean Flannery and Carl Jones combined with the Pay-to-Pay podcast with me, Frank Guybe, and James Edukowski. I really can't get the words out, guys, but we have a collaboration episode today. It's going to be awesome. It's number 75 for us, number 10 for Courting the Field Sean and CJ, how's it going? James and I are doing great. How's it going with you two? It's good, man. Um, you know, we've talked about this for probably a couple of weeks here. So excited to get together with you guys. You guys are legends around the podcast family. Um, so yes, it's, yes, we are. It's an honor. It's an honor to be sitting here with you two. <laughs> yeah. It's always good to catch up, man. And like, like Sean just said, asked Frank for some tips early on. So, man, we're following y'all lead and, uh, with following you guys and take us wherever you want to go. Well, Frank, I mean, after your rough start there in the intro, it can only go uphill. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to trim a lot of the fat off our normal episodes and we're going to make this one short, sweet to the point. Uh, I think we're gonna have a little bit of fun doing it. We got some interesting personalities on here and, uh, I I think that's going to bode well, uh, for our conversation. So I think let's start things right off. Um, with a little bit of Christmas talk. All right. You know, the sports can wait. Uh, it is the holiday season, the giving season. Um, you know, Sean, I'm looking at you first and foremost. Uh, what's on that list of yours? See, that's a lot of pressure putting me first. You know, my mom has actually been on my case to get her a list. And it's like, you know, one of the first Christmases. I think you guys might be able to relate now that you're a year older than us, but out of college, you're kind of away from home. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Something about it is I'm just lazy with Christmas this year. I've, I've been looking for some clothes. I need some, um, even though I'm down south here in Cincinnati uh, in the warm weather, I need some boots because it still snows down down south here. But um, some boots are there. Uh, we're flying a lot this year. At most years, Xavier does, I guess. Um, we didn't have that luxury at John Carroll. So I, I'm trying to find like flying accessories or something, you know, headphones. I don't know. You guys have any suggestions? I'm open to them. Um, but you know, I'm keeping it kind of simple. It's just clothes, you know, boots, uh, specifically. Uh, but other than that, it's just kind of hopefully on the 25th, I had find something nice under the tree. Maybe a, maybe a neck pillow, maybe a neck pillow for the slit. That's the one thing I I already have one and it's kind of like, where do we go from here type thing. So, Okay. Yeah. Alcohol, maybe. I don't. We're at that stage. So, <laughs> CJ, how about you? Talking about alcohol, my mom got this nice wine from me. I need to figure out the name of this. So I need a nice glass for me. So when I go back to school, I need that. But for me, keep it simple this year. I need the PS Five. Like I'm, the PS Four is getting old. I need to play with my guys in the two K in the park. I'm missing out. So I need the PS Five by any means necessary. So I think I've been a good boy this year. So hopefully Santa rewards me on the twenty fifth. <laughs> what do you guys got what's what's on your list frank i well first of all i do want to say this for you know for any pay-to-play listeners out there that aren't familiar with courting the field you know sean is a ga assistant for the xavier basketball team uh cj over there has a decorated playing career at syracuse and uh, is back there for his masters so just want to give a little intro to those guys too if you haven't checked them out already you should Whew, man look at that self like selfless plug i you know like I said, it's the, it's the giving season. I'm just out here, you know, doing what I can. Um, for me, my big thing is a uh, cocktail mixing set. You know, at the ripe age of 23, uh, you know, I want to start pouring myself some good drinks. Um, so we're looking forward to that. You know, it's it's funny. I 
my mom is the same way, Sean, you know, trying to get on, on my case a little bit. You know, I've got enough socks. I've got enough boxers. Uh, you know, it's now it's time for the finer things in life. So I want to, you know, start making Manhattan some old fashions left and right. That's a good, that's a good present. You know, 23 years old, a cocktail mixer, you know, maybe some pots and pans or something like that for the kitchen too. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty basic. I'm just looking for a new phone. I'm still on the uh, iPhone 7. <laughs> um, so I, there's, there's been a few years since I've gotten a new I mean, I, I'm well past due, so I think I'm going to get a new phone. Um, I did get the Oculus Quest, guys, the VR headset gaming system. Shit's pretty intense, pretty crazy. I, uh, I've already punched a hole in my ceiling on accident. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Very fun, though. I, I really like it. I'm actually playing like every day. So uh, if you don't if you don't want to get a PS5 or Xbox, maybe get an Oculus Quest. Pretty cool. But let's let's get right into the sports now, guys. College football is really the big thing on the docket this weekend. Championship weekend. Um, and, you know, playoffs are tight. We don't really know what we're going to see. Uh, James, why don't you take us through kind of the, the, the games this weekend and let's let's hear CJ and Sean's thoughts. Yeah, I'm all for it. Um, so if you don't have plans for Saturday, great, because your couch does have them for you. You know, you're good, locked and loaded from noon on on Saturday. Um, so, I mean, literally the Big Ten championship is kind of what kicks things off. Uh, it's the, you know, Fox Big Noon game. Um, Northwestern and Ohio State spread sitting around 21 right now um, from Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, meanwhile, you're going to have Texas A&M playing Tennessee on ESPN. That's not a championship by any means, but, you know, A&M still one of those teams on the brink of the playoff. Uh, Iowa State plays Oklahoma also at noon. It, Iowa State probably has a better chance of the playoff if they were to win that game. Um, but they don't, neither of those teams necessarily control their own destiny on the outside looking in, uh, but all, all notable games of sorts. Um, and then as you go throughout the afternoon, I think the uh, temperature heats up a little bit when you see Clemson, Notre Dame. They'll be playing in Charlotte uh, at four o'clock, a, a little rematch of the overtime thriller from earlier this season. Trevor Lawrence expected to be back for that one. That should be. A hoot, if you will. I think what's that that spread is Clemson by a little bit more than a touchdown. I, I haven't seen where that line's at recently. Uh, but, yeah, you can get I'm into that game. seeing 10.5. You're seeing 10.5. Sheesh. No respect. That's ESPN. Book and the That's Irish. ESPN. All right. I mean, hey, yeah, if you me, happen to be – You like the Irish spread. I, I mean, we'll talk these games through one by one, but I just, I'm giving you the lineup as you're on your couch. <laughs> if you want to go, if you find yourself near Charlotte and you want to go to that game, you can get in for the low buy-in price of $1,300. Uh, so, yeah, you got a little bit of extra cash laying around. Might as well. Just another weekend with the bookie. It could be. Could be. And then uh, your nightcap <laughs> game is Alabama, Florida. Uh, after Florida's lost LSU last week, they are not in a great spot, uh, but they could cause some serious uproar to the uh, rankings if they were to win. So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, full slate, full slate of college football this weekend. I, I know I'm excited. And, Frank, I, I don't want to talk too much about Northwestern Ohio State. I just don't think it's worth our time. I don't think it's worth our listeners' time. You know, maybe that's Aaron. Do they don't think my the guys lose? Does that think the guys lose down there? No, not a, no, not a same chance I have. No, but did you, did you, didn't Aaron Rovell put like a, has he been putting continuous bets on Northwestern to win the Big Ten championship? And, I think if he if they do end up winning outright, he nets like two hundred k or something like that, and it's like eleven $1, hundred dollar bet or maybe even less. Uh, uh, but waste that I mean, money. It's not going to happen, but it's just kind of like 
you know, he's a Northwestern I mean, guy. He's kind of a weirdo on Twitter and stuff like that. But it's, it's fun to cheer for people to lose money sometimes. So I'm going to be cheered for that. I'm not as big as an Ohio State fan as you and, and James, but you know, I really don't care if Northwestern wins. That's only going to help right. my Notre Dame. Well, Irish let's chance. talk about the big game. Let's, you're an Irish <laughs> fan. What, what do you What do you think about Notre Dame? Oh, you think Notre I, Dame I, can beat Clemson again. I honestly, I would like to see Clemson win just because I would like to see Notre Dame beat them in the championship, you know, in a few weeks. I think Notre Dame's in the playoffs regardless, so I don't think they will show much coming out in this, in this championship game. But um, honestly, I would give the edge to Clemson. Um, this is just my conspiracy as a Notre Dame you know, fan, giving us an excuse as to why we might lose. But when we win, it just it's all that much better and all that much sweeter. So. I think we'll see them again come playoff time. I've got a theory. I've got a theory on this. If they can't cover a teaser, I think if they if they don't cover 17 points, if they get blown out by three possessions, I don't think they deserve to get in. You know, that, that Clemson wasn't at full strength. Hey, we're giving them points there. That's my that's my play. Otherwise, I agree. They should be there. Does does the committee take that into consideration? I like that. I like that. Rather than, like, the spread, the playoff spread, you know. You got to lose by at least – at least 17 or less, or else you're not in the playoffs. I think this game is CJ, interesting. Yeah. This, this game is interesting. By the way, I, I got Clemson just because not only Trevor Lawrence, Clemson was missing like five guys up front uh, in the front seven first game. And as you guys saw, they couldn't get any pressure on Ian Book that first game. It, he was just back there chilling. So I think that's going to make a big difference. But I think this game is interesting because the loser of this game probably drops to four because they're not going to have two and three play again in two weeks because it'll be the, the third time that they play this year. So I think the committee is just probably going to boost Ohio State up to three just for the matchup sakes. So the loser plays Bama round one. And I think that's kind of like an incentive to go even harder because who wants to play Bama round one. So I think not only are you trying to win the ACC championship, you want to kind of prolong your playoff like viability this week as well. I think the only team that wants Bama week one is Coastal Carolina. Uh, I think uh, you know, still undefeated. Them, maybe Cincy, uh, anyone that really wants to prove themselves and get in. I, I didn't mention either of those games. Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati both take undefeated records. Uh, playing uh, Coastal Carolina takes on Louisiana uh, in the afternoon at 3.30, and Cincy plays Tulsa in the AAC championship that evening. Um, so, no, I, I think, you know, I, it's, it's very clear that the committee has kind of stated their claim week after week on these Tuesday reveals that – non-power five schools are at such a big disadvantage like you, you need a lot of for lack of a better word shit to happen for them to get there like it's it's not yeah. control your own destiny uh you know they've played a couple good teams like coastal carolina knocking down byu no joke but even then you know they're still passed up by several two lost teams including iowa state so it's it is what it is um you, you know i i can't choose for the committee but that's why i like this idea of the the playoff spread you know you have the you put some criteria in there it holds the committee accountable uh get get in cahoots with vegas and have them uh start putting their money where their mouth is uh, i don't know that's that's my take yeah like that it's idea. interesting that yeah it's interesting that since he's ranked six um in the ap top 25 but ninth in the, the cfp ranking but so let's let's go this scenario alabama wins notre dame again and ohio state wins who gets the fourth seed so clemson's probably out with two losses i would think does it go to a and m just by beating tennessee this weekend or can iowa state or oklahoma jump them can usc get in out of the pac-12 what what happens there okay usc i'm sorry i've seen enough i don't care if you guys are pac-12 fans or not no 
So I think it kind of comes down to AM and Iowa State. After seeing AM get blown out by 30, like I've already seen them play Alabama and it was ugly. Like it just wasn't cute. So I'll at least get Iowa State another a chance, even though the eye test doesn't really favor them. But yeah, I mean, I already see AM as well. Yeah, so it, it doesn't really favor them, but I've seen AM play Bama. It wasn't cute. I, I, I would say Cincinnati gets in just because I think. You know, you think of it, the playoff expanding case is there to be made. And if a non-Power 5 school like Cincinnati is undefeated, it's kind of like the perfect time and perfect excuse for a shortened season, a COVID season, to put a non-Power 5 school right in there and just be like, hey, as a committee to say, you know what, we put a a non-Power 5 school in there. We did kind of what the fans wanted us to do. You know, you see them get blown out in the first game against Bama by 50, and you kind of just leave it at that and say we're staying with the 14 playoff. and. Here on out, we probably won't have another non-five school, you know, in the in the in the playoffs. I I respect that, and I think you know the the body of work for the Bearcats is no joke necessarily. You know, beat uh, a SMU team on the road, at least ranked at the time. Uh, Army, we saw them take care of Navy this past weekend. Um, you know, between those two games, Memphis, UCF, AAC, you know, it's not the the big dogs necessarily by any means, but all those teams. Uh, they can score the ball a little bit. UCF, you know, one-time uh, proclaimed, self-proclaimed national champ as well. So <laughs> when you consider all that, um, I think the Bearcats have a case to be made, and I totally agree with what you said there, CJ. You're trying to tell me the semifinal game between Bama and AM. I don't want to rerun. I mean, we're getting that with Clemson, Notre Dame. Guess what? They went to overtime. I'm here for that. I, I could watch that, and the team wasn't at full strength. I just don't think A&M, Bama, that, that's not going to break. I mean – you might get it out of the SEC crowd, but beyond that, miss me with it. Right. What if what if, uh, what if Alabama loses to Florida? I mean, I, I don't think it's likely, but, you know, Florida's – they obviously had a terrible loss against LSU, but, I mean, Kyle Trask is a great player. You never know what could happen. Does Bama still get in? Um, that's really my main question. Yeah, I, I don't see how not. I think them and Notre Dame are the two locks at this point to uh... – you know, win or lose, they're in going forward. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless a crazy scenario where they both somehow end up, or one of them ends up losing by 50. So the final question, who's your national champ? Alabama. Who's your, uh, who's your, there you go. Easy prediction. Uh, yeah, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just saw, now this is far-fetched, and I, I hope it's not true because I'm, I'm pro-player. But I saw Jalen Waddle. Uh, he's running right now after that bad injury he had broke his ankle a month ago. So if he comes back, look, I like Ohio State, but I seen the secondary. It wouldn't be pretty against Jalen Waddle and Smith. So I got Ben. I I like Notre Dame. I mean, I obviously just am a homer, but you know, this if any year has been their year, it's it's, it's this year and. You know, Ian Book, you know, our guy that we had on our podcast, Sean Crawford, obviously a friend of all of ours. You know, it would be pretty awesome as a fan, but also a friend of theirs to, you know, to see them pull it out. Frank, you want to round out the Homer crowd and us both take the guys <laughs> and just make it make it a real fun time? Because I, I yeah. actually I like what CJ was saying. I don't I don't I don't trust that Ohio State defense. I know it's been whacked around a little bit for I have a question. Is, is there a scenario where Ohio State does not get in, even despite them? I mean, I, they're going to be they're going to beat Northwestern, but you know the whole you know they haven't played enough games. Other teams' resumes I, might be better. But. I gotta think based on that they're ranked fourth already. That like 
they don't care that they've only played five games. I, that's why I think Ohio State would be just hilarious if they win. If they go 8-0 and win the national title, people will just be so pissed around the country. And, and <laughs> it's like, like people will be like, that doesn't count. You won eight games. Like, <laughs> and I, I don't know if I necessarily disagree, but that would be really exciting to me to just see all the hatred that Ohio State would get for like winning a title at eight wins. Yeah, and I, I think it, it would be deserved, but in a year that has been so up and down, uh, like like Sean was saying, if there's ever a year for that, you know, non-Power 5 school to get in, while it's at four games, this would be the year uh, for Zinsey. You know, I think it's really showing me that I've kind of turned on to the, the six-game playoff or six-team playoff, but that would be a whole other podcast episode to start debating that, and I don't want to do that right now. Um, <laughs> So I think I have to agree with Alabama. They have looked the part in every regard. I mean, hey, if we're treated in Ohio State-Alabama matchup again, believe me, twist my arm. I will uh, tune in accordingly. But That's a boring answer, James. We want some fun. Give me Cincinnati <laughs> I think we all hate Clemson. Yeah, being an ACC guy, I'm cool on Clemson. I, I, I haven't seen enough. I'm cool. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we, should we move on to college basketball? Yeah, I'll stay in the college ranks. I'll be more fun here, Sean. Uh, I'll come right. I'll come at you all early and often uh, with the Musketeers. Uh, oh God! I know you in our pickmas uh, faded them on that day. Uh, you did. You went Oklahoma Sooners. Oh. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm here for the exposure. I. You know I, what? I love it. I've got. <laughs> I love Twenty-two point no, win. Hey. No holds barred. I was, you know, I was playing with you guys. It's a win-win for me, you know. Say we, you know, didn't cover. I think it was like a pick on that day. And Oklahoma ended up winning or squeezing something out, you know. Upset that my team lost, but also, you know, content at the end of the night because I'm still up there in the, in, in the rankings. But, you know, we've been actually having a great season so far. It was probably one of our better wins in, you know, school in the past couple of years of the school just because the way we shot the ball. But we're on a a little quarantine break right now. So our next game is planned to be Sunday against Marquette and Marquette's had a couple recent big wins um, in the conference and that'll be our first conference game. So real season kind of begins um, after a few non-conference, you know, cupcake games, I would say, despite them being pretty close, the we, games that we were supposed to win, we got done. How do you plan to stop EJ Carton this weekend? Sean's going to get that out there himself. He's... I, gonna... <laughs> I, I mean, you're you got to be the scout guy. carton, right? I, so that's the, best, that's the best thing about, you know, being a GA is we're the scout players. And, you know, there's always a fight between me, the other GA, and, you know, a few of the, you know, the, the guys that are, you know, lower on the depth chart is who's going to be who. And, you know, obviously, you know, I want to be the guy and all of us want to be the guy that shoots the ball a ton. But um, I, don't, I, I don't know. You're going to have to ask someone else on the team. I'm not, you know, I'm not too involved in the, you know, game plan, coaching X's and O's. <laughs> How about this, Sean? What's what's the future for you? Are, you? are you hoping to get into the college ranks coaching? Maybe come back to the high school level, take over your dad's position. You know, just have a flannery for a hundred years at Saint Ed's. What are we was, What are we thinking? I was hoping we were going to get a guy over there and you know see Frank Ive on the sidelines at some point, but uh, um, not yet. Not yet. One day, but um, that's a good question. Honestly, is I don't really have a for sure answer. You know, as of right now, I would say I want to be involved in basketball at some level. 
Um, college has always been kind of my, my dream or my goal, you know, especially in the past couple of years. Um, I've had obviously a great opportunity here being in a, you know, a big East school, Xavier being one of the better programs in the country, I would say, um, under a great coaching staff. So I'm learning a ton. Um, but honestly, you know, I think I'm just kind of, as of now, just taking it, you know, year by year and, you know, I have a two year program here and. Once the two years is done, I just kind of weigh the options. The next step, essentially, if I want to stay in college, would be a um, director of basketball ops job. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of work, you know, from that standpoint. So I think for me, it's just kind of after these two years, just seeing the options I have and go from there. Yeah, it depends how big the podcast gets. I was going to say that but then a lot of people can't afford me you know i'm asking a lot of i mean a couple <laughs> million a year there you go some amenities there you go. all right let's 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 move on cj cj what what do you like about the college basketball season so far what team has impressed you the most so i'm an nba guy through and through so looking through my nba lens i'm gonna look at guys who i think can be ballers in the nba so first off k cunningham jumps off like the the screen when i watch him play he's a big guard. I mean, they compare him to Luka, although I think that's kind of far-fetched, but like how he controls the game at 6'7", I think it's kind of cool to watch. So I've been watching Oklahoma State a little bit, but then I think Gonzaga, I think, uh, kind of separated itself early on in the year just with how many pro prospects they have. I mean, you can start with Suggs or Kispert or some of the, I think Timmy's another big guy they have that has uh, pro dreams. I mean, I'm just liking all the like the NBA talent this year in the college ranks because last year it was kind of a downer when it came to like the high-end talent. I mean, outside of I mean, Anthony Edwards was at Georgia, didn't really get many eyes. Lamelo wasn't even in the States. And then Wiseman played three games. Yeah, yeah. Picks that didn't really play here in the States. I think this year is going to be a flip of that. So me as a guy who's looking at these guys as pro athletes first, I'm I'm loving the season so far. Yeah. James, what, are we, what do you think? The, I think I proclaimed a couple episodes ago, Big Ten was the best conference in the nation. And I, I'm starting to wonder, is the Big 12 uh, going to try and try to steal that um steal that title and, and i'm normally a big acc guy I, I normally will give them the benefit of the doubt i don't think it's their year this year you see in duke uh they're ready to mail it in coach k is calling for the season to be ended right now uh so you know with all with all due respect to him and his squad get lost i don't i don't see you in the top 15 you know the way they've played matthew hurt is only so good i'd take zach Fremantle over him in a heartbeat I'll tell you what wait he yeah. clips the ball <laughs> uh, so no, I it I get going on college hoops year in year out, but the top of the Big Twelve, man, I, I said the team I liked, the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers, they gave Gonzaga one heck of a game, uh, especially in the first half, kind of dwindled down the down the stretch. But you know, single digit loss to Gonzaga is nothing to sneeze at this year. Uh, then you got ba- Baylor's right in that same conversation with Gonzaga, and then. The Jayhawks, uh, Texas Tech, Texas, they all rank top 15. If you look at that kind of, you know, depth in the conference, it, it goes toe-to-toe with the Big Ten this year. So, I, I don't know. I'm I'm eating it up. Uh, Luca Garza and Iowa. Sheesh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And, uh, and uh, Iowa, Illinois Iowa looks, has looked great. Illinois looks dominant at stretches. Yeah, they have two losses, but they've played a tough schedule even early on. They're, they're our pick-miss game tonight as we're recording, and they're up 25 on their home floor. I mean, sheesh. I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for March. You know, I, I get it. We got to go through the whole season and whatnot, but I, I can already start. I've already got some ideas on who's going to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get our March last year, so we're really looking forward to it this year. Flan, I got to ask you one more question. 
what what's going on with John Carroll basketball? Are they playing? So yeah, my three documentary. <laughs> so yes, they actually. My brother texted me. I want to say last night, and the season is officially on. Um, I think it's like a late January, mid January start. So it's not for a little while still. Um, but yeah, three J will be in action this year. Um, hopefully we can see him a few shots. Um, Emmett Chambers, Pat Doherty, of you know the Eds, Eds. Uh, you know they came come on up from from St. Eds. a couple of Ignatius guys. Uh, so it, I mean they'll be okay this year. They they have, I think two seniors this year, Sartain and Hippler for the John Carroll faithful that's listening. Um, but other than that, you know, I think they start January 15th around there. So it'll be fun to watch him, my brother, and, you know, those guys see what they could do with this year on a shortened schedule. I think they're doing, which is I know some D1 schools are doing, is that, like, uh, play Friday night at an away game Sunday or Saturday, drive up in the morning, back home, like a home and away type deal. It's kind of interesting, but we'll see how it goes. Like I like that, but why just play both games at, like, one place, I feel like. I don't. That's what I don't understand. Is, is at that point, like, why make the people drive two or three hours, like, just to play? <laughs> I mean, at least team? you make both teams drive, but it's all right. Pollution, it's pollution. Yeah. They they want to keep the uh, the uh, <laughs> keep the environment in check. You know, don't it, the environment's <laughs> been saved a lot here by uh, COVID. They just want to make sure it's it's still doing all right. I was going to say the one winner throughout this past year is the environment. So you got to figure out a way to even that that case right there. I guess you're right. <laughs> All right, time to move on to the NFL, guys. Seriously, um, yeah, we gotta get professional. <laughs> All right, well, we just—I mean, honestly, we're laughing, but we had a heartbreaking loss as Cleveland Browns fans last night. Um, what was the final? Forty-seven, forty-two. You would—you would definitely know that if you were betting on the Browns spread plus three. Um, Just—I mean, great game, obviously, by the offense. Defense couldn't get a stop the entire second half. I don't know what—what what did it teach you guys? Uh, we'll start with you, CJ. Uh, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, it, this hurts just because this is the first year I've actually been able to watch the Browns games because playing college ball, you had meetings all Sunday and we didn't have any primetime games when I was in college. We sucked. So this is the first year I've actually been able to watch the team week in and week out. So I, I got a re, reinvigorated interest in the Browns this year. But yesterday sucks because I'm not in the moral victories business. And man, I liked what I saw out of Bake. But I know everyone, when they saw Lamar right before that two-minute drill, they saw him run out, everyone's heart dropped, and you kind of knew what was happening as a Cleveland fan. You just you just prayed. You just knew what was going to happen. I mean, it's Cleveland sports, right? So, I mean, it is what it is. Tough loss. But, man, I'm still struggling. Still struggling. Yeah, it kind of closes the door on the division for us. Um, maybe not if the Steelers really keep losing. I think they have to lose again next week. But um, close the door to the vision, and we're not even locked in for the playoffs yet. So we got to get a big win against the Giants this week. Um, anything else exciting across the NFL, Sean or James? You guys want to touch on or on that game? I'm just the Browns. I think just kind of going off what CJ said. No, I don't really read into moral victories all that much either. But I just think as a Cleveland, not Browns these two fan, podcasts, man. <laughs> in the moral victories on these pods. No. <laughs> but I just think as a Browns fan, it's just kind of like. The way it goes you know we get hyped up for all these prime time big games you know, the past you know whatever 15 years even though we've been bad you know you get hyped up for sunday nights monday nights or whatever it may be and it was a heartbreaker you were on the edge of your seat the entire game which was fun you know as a 
as a Browns fan, seeing your nine and three team beating, you know, going toe to toe with one of the better teams in the NFL on primetime Monday night football. At the same time, you know, it would have been so much more sweeter to come out with a victory at that point. I, yeah. I think, you know, Baker didn't have a bad game. It's just that defense, there's so many holes at this point. I know they had a lot of injuries and guys out, but, you know, at this point, I think Colin Coward's right. We're not really ready for the Super Bowl, hopefully the playoffs, but, you know, Oof. step by step. I'll, I'll jump right on. Uh, I'll piggyback off you there, Sean. I, I think it was just kind of surreal uh, to borrow Carrie Underwood's quote. You know, I was waiting all day uh, for Monday night, not quite <laughs> Sunday night. It'll be Sunday night this upcoming week. Um, but no, it was kind of one of those games where you knew the energy was going to be there from both teams. Uh, the one big takeaway I had is never bet an under when uh, Sandejo is actually going to be taking snaps. Uh, you know, <laughs> what kind of fool would be on the under, uh, not pointing fingers uh, at anyone besides myself there. I teased the under. I teased it, you know, thinking, hey, uh, come on, it's going to be cold, windy in Cleveland. Oh, give me a break. I mean, Lamar Eight, 89 points. He carved us up like a, you know, he was probably, he was, he had COVID during Thanksgiving. So he, he got a little belated turkey. He carved us up <laughs> real nice last night. So between that and then, uh, no, Baker, I, I have been pretty, uh, well documented as an anti Baker guy. Uh, and I, I want to reverse that. I, I'm not anti Baker. I'm just simply not pro Baker. So, uh, I think last night he turned my head a little bit to play pretty well down the stretch when he had to. Yeah, that pick hurt, no doubt. Like in on your own side of the field, that close to your own end zone, uh, you you can't really finger point it. You know, it was a throw that shouldn't have been made, but guess what? He he made up for it later and brought him, kept him within the game, had a chance to win. So to that extent, I I I'm not in the business of moral victories, but at the same time, gosh darn it, I was excited. You know, and that was after week one, it felt better. You know, there was something about that that said we belong here. Um, and you could make yeah. the same argument about the Tennessee game too. Like that was a statement like, Hey, we're here. I think last night more so cause it was within the division and, you know, a bouncer two goes our way. It could have been different. Yeah. I mean, Flan, you said coward said we're not ready for a Super Bowl run. I, I kind of think these last two weeks have shown we, we definitely have a chance at it. Um, you know, the Titans and the Ravens last year were right there in the Super Bowl conversation all season. I mean, Titans made a great playoff run. I guess they weren't in the talks going into it, but they made a great playoff run, and the Ravens lost the Titans in the playoffs, actually. But, I mean, it's going to be tough, obviously, going into Arrowhead or going into Pittsburgh and trying to get a playoff win, which might be the case. But I, it showed last night that we can do it. We just need the ball to go our way at the end, and we, we need our defense to step up. And And I told Zaj actually before the game, we got to win the turnover battle. I think we lost yesterday, the turnover battle. Baker had that big pick early in the game. You, you did say it, actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I said Lamar's legs are going to kill us. And, I mean, man, that was the easiest over bet ever, just betting on Lamar. To get Frank, Frank, Nostra, Frank Nostradamus guy. Jesus I was going to say, what, like, like and, the and speaking of Lamar. Best, <laughs> Speaking of the best bets ever, Lamar Jackson rushing yards, let's move into this weekend's best bets and locks, as the pay-to-play podcast, like she called them. Uh, Sean and CJ, Sean and I, I'm stuttering like crazy. I had one beer and now I'm like drunk, you know, whatever. Uh, Christmas sale. Sean, what are you betting on this weekend? What do you think's a lock? Okay. So my lock is Dolphins minus two and a half, uh, against New England. Um, the Patriots mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Dolphins still have a, I want to say 60, 62, something like that percent chance of getting in. So you know, they're still fighting for a playoff shot. Um, I know they've kind of had a up-and-down season, you know, with quarterback play. Um, 
but you know, overall, probably a, a good season for them, especially with their expectations coming into the year. Um, I think actually a very good team. I shouldn't say very good. They're a solid team that um, still fighting for a playoff berth is kind of giving me that, you know, minus two and a half edge. I think that they will uh, beat Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, the Patriots on Sunday. Copy, okay. copy. I hear you on that one. Um, my best bet is going to be Kansas City minus three over the Saints. And, yes, I know everyone's going to be like, whoa, why are we taking anything with Chiefs uh, with the spread? They haven't covered since the Jets in uh, early November. But with it being only minus three, I'm going to take my chances that that's kind of a money line situation in my eyes. And also, I feel like the Chiefs uh, want to make a statement. I think they've he- they're hearing what everyone's saying about them uh, being lackadaisical and going through the motions. And um, when it comes to primetime games, uh, Mahomes uh, likes to make a statement. I remember early on in the season when they were playing the Ravens and everyone, they were underdogs in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And they made a statement and uh, I think beat them by double digit points. So I think that's one of these games for the Chiefs. They're tired of what everyone's saying about them and they're ready to uh, put a stamp on this season heading into the playoffs in two weeks. What do you got? Sounds like, sounds like it's my turn, I guess. Um, I will steer away from the NFL football ranks, and I'm going to go back into college uh, briefly, and I'm going to talk about one game I didn't mention earlier, uh, and that is between the San Jose State Spartans and the Boise State Broncos. The Mountain <laughs> West Championship from Sam Boyd Stadium in, in Vegas. Uh, I'll tell you what, Boise State comes in six-and-a-half-point favorites, and they've lost the game. No respect for the ranked San Jose State Spartans. Give me a break. I like the points there, maybe even outright. Uh, my lock will be plus six and a half. I think they're going to come out with some energy. Uh, they came with a huge second half to beat Nevada last week. And uh, tell you what, I think they keep it rolling, and they, they bring home their first Mountain West championship um, since, I don't even know. I'm, I'm scrolling down the record books here. I think it would be their first um, Mountain West championship. Like I think they've only been playing the game since uh, 2013. So, you know, that'd be – Storybook ending for a team that deserves it. Uh, give me the Spartans with the points. Wow. I, that, I feel that passion. I really think I'm going to go better than now. Um, <laughs> I probably uh, wouldn't. I probably wouldn't, in fact. Boise State um, sounds pretty good. I, I love low overs, and I, I see this one in the NFL and plan. You brought up the game. Patriots, Dolphins, over 41 and a half. Um, I think Tua will have a big game against New England this weekend. Uh, as you said, they have a playoff aspiration in Miami. Um, and I think they win 27-20 over 41 and a half. There we go. Whew, is, that right. noise, James? is that the two-minute warning? I think that's a one. Not yet. It's almost the two the two-minute uh, warning. So I'm going to keep <laughs> playing on that. Um I think those I like where we're at with those. I think we're gonna drop a little graphic this weekend, get everybody out there according to the field and pay to play combined locks. I think parlay the four of them together, get some value going. Um oh, so man. we'll we'll spread the word on those. I feel good. I do think something's going on with my, my pick miss uh my pick miss picks, I should say. For some reason I don't think you guys have me up, you know, in the top two or three. Um maybe <laughs> in the middle. I think there's a problem there. I don't know if you guys wanna check that out or not, or we'll revisit it later, but I just wanted to bring that to your attention. Oh, that's good. Good to hear the feedback because uh, it is VLOOKUP oriented. And t- I'll tell you what, I, I work in Excel for a living. So if that <laughs> if those standings are off, one, I apologize. And two, I should probably be fired from my day job as well. 
Uh, so uh, we'll look into that and I'll get an auditor on it pronto. <laughs> no, I do have to say though, I think that's a great idea that you guys do that. And, you know, I, like CJ, I play video games as well. And some of our friends that you guys know, they they participate in it and they, we talk about it, you know, who we're taking and, you know, games that we're taking on other slaves or whatever, but I think it's a great idea. And, you know, you obviously have been successful with it, having a lot of guys join in, but I, you know, I'm hoping I win. Guys and gals. Guys and gals. Sorry. Sorry. I got, forgot. 2020. Women bet too, Flan. Come on. 2020, my bad. 2020? <laughs> I got to bet. They've been right, since the uh, age of dawn. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Frank, there's the cow. There's the cow. Now we got the two-minute warning. Um, I don't know what we have planned for the two-minute warning. Um, Let's talk about, you know, any, any questions? No, here, I'll, I'll get us going. What have you been dying to ask, Sean? What have you been dying to ask him? I think CJ, we might have lost him. You there? You still there? We He's lost. fighting. All right. Maybe what's we'll get him back on? for the end. Maybe, he'll, maybe um, he'll hop back on. James, James, what's up? No, there's nothing I've been dying to ask, Sean. I mean, it's great to see his face again and whatnot, but... I will just say this, you know, we we haven't talked markets or anything financially. Um, just wanted to ask Sean, you know, you get into the investing game at all. Uh, you know, is there a stock that really uh, lights your eyes up a little bit? That's a great question. You're asking a sports management major. Um, no, and I have gotten <laughs> a little bit since college, uh, beginning college, I've done a little bit of tinkering in uh, the stock market. Nothing that I'm really good at and I don't do enough. Uh, you know, investigative work or, you know, I don't have enough information to actually make any knowledgeable picks or, you know, buys or anything like that. Um, you guys, I kind of leave that up to you and I'll listen here and there to your podcast and take your advice. But um, for me, I, all my, you know, friends or some guys around Xavier talk about Penn. So the Penn apparently is doing great. I'm sure you guys know all about that, but me personally, there's nothing too uh, specific that I look at or no stock specific. Hey, Sean, I asked, and that's a fantastic response. I asked just because there's one thing I wanted to talk about. And we're going to run over the two minutes just by a little bit. Uh, but it's the January effect in the Santa Claus rally uh, in the stock market. Frank, I think you're familiar with the concepts as well. And it's this buyer belief that um, you know stocks will dip at the beginning of December. We haven't really seen that in the market uh, as of late, Frank. It's things have still been climbing up. Um, so I don't know if you if you're somewhat a believer in these sort of long term trends and whatnot, you might see a little dip here, and then could be a good time to buy right before the holidays. Usually, consumer confidence and uh, just uh, what is it, investor sentiment also kind of rises up. People get a little bit happier. Prices start rising as people buy, um, and then it, it, they say that stocks will jump at the beginning of January. So if you, you know, you find a little bit of extra cash in that stocking or, you know, have a chance to go into Bitcoin at all. I'm sure Frank will talk your ear off about that as well. Uh, there, there is some history out there that says for some reason around this time of the year, stocks do a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you're right in saying that. Um, but I think the second best day, like just single day is uh, Christmas Eve like in market history. And it might be the best day now, because remember I tweeted that it was the best day and it just got destroyed that day. Yeah. So Christmas Eve yep. might be the best day, best average day in stock market history, which is weird. But yeah, the market's hot. Um, I mean, I don't know. We're in a lame duck period between presidents. So I think it'll still be volatile around the new year. And, and yeah, there's some people that are selling and taking profits or like cutting their losses end of the year to book it um, for the tax year, I guess. 
Um, so yeah, you sometimes see some buying of uh, companies that have sold off in January usually. You Thank you for the backup there. That, that's 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 your lesson today, Sean. So well, take say, that like, what it is. The, all take this, that what it is. All and, the... <laughs> go ahead. What is your ahead. lesson for the people? What did, what did, what did you, my dad used to ask this question? What did you learn today, Sean? That, that's learned, how we'll end this podcast. I well, hold. I learned uh, that bet against Boise State this weekend, and and that Christmas Eve, I need to be looking at the stock market and just putting blindly a lot of money on something, and it'll no, automatically. Don't give financial advice here. Yeah, no, we can't can't advise that. How about that, CJ? CJ said his sister unplugged the Wi-Fi box, and he's fighting to get back in here to close this thing out. Uh, we'll we'll have to get him to say a couple words if we can. Uh, but otherwise, All right, well, Sean, we also do a song of the week normally. Frank, do you want to even? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sean, what are you listening to? Jeez, that's uh, that's a tough question. I was Christmas to, music's a good bailout if you need it. I, that's what well, I was gonna say. Christmas music this time of year is always great to go to. I don't really specifically have one song. You know, uh, I think Kid Cudi just came out with an album. Taylor Swift, big Taylor Swift guy. So. Go listen to the new Taylor Swift. I don't. I haven't yet. I'm waiting for the perfect time. Um, anything you guys have for me? Tis the Tis the damn season is a great tune on that album. Just seems seems very seems very fitting. I've only listened about four times so far. <laughs> uh, you know, start to finish. So I, I'll get I'll get my numbers up and uh, get through it. But no, it's actually a very good album. No, same boat here. And always the Christmas classics. A little Frank Sinatra. Uh, a little Michael Bublé. You name it. DJ, are you back? He's crawling. He wants it. <laughs> yes, I, I am back. Now, sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. I have a little sister that likes to run around, even though she's not so little. She's 19 years old, running around like just like she's like I'm like it's a playpen up there or something. So I apologize. So, so we were we were just kind of wrapping it up, but we we want to ask you. You know, are are you keeping track of your finances? Are you in the stock market at all? Anything you're investing in, looking at? Uh, does that make you curious at all? What's what's going on there? Plan didn't have too good of an answer. So at the beginning of quarantine and all this stuff uh, hit, you know, you got nothing but time on your hands. So I, you know, got a little Robin Hood account, started asking around, like what what are some of the stocks and so forth and whatnot. And then uh, had a little bit of success. You know, everything was down. I'm sure you guys are better at this than I am. And then when things started to even out a little bit, that's when, you know, I got a little, my gambling mindset took over and started taking risks that I shouldn't have. So then I I gave my account to, not, I don't want to say gave it, but uh, a friend of mine has taken over and he manages it now. So uh, I'm I'm good. I'm better in that regard. But at the moment, I'm just in Bitcoin. Besides Bitcoin, nothing Let's else. Let's go. There we go. <laughs> Frank just oh, got a little half, half Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nick Chubb. Little half Nick Chubb. Nothing wrong with that. Little Saint Nick. Um, so I just checked, guys. Guys, I just checked. The fourteen part like Kansas City Chiefs minus three, Dolphins minus two and a half, Pats Dolphins over forty one, and San Jose State San Jose State plus six and a half. It's gonna give you plus one thousand odds. Five to win fifty for me now, already already put into the book. Um, so everyone, go hit that. Anything you guys want to say to the people before we before we end this episode? Thanks for listening, um, Frank Zadz. Appreciate you guys. You know, appreciate you guys. You know, doing this with us. Um, Merry Christmas. Have happy holiday. It's all for me. <laughs> you know, flying straight to the point with it. No, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate everything. It's always good to catch up with the guys, man. It's, uh, like I always tell Sean with anybody who comes on our uh, pod, 
you know, we pick back up right where we left off, you know, even though we haven't talked for years. So I appreciate it. And I have fun doing this. Yeah, man. And, and CJ, oh. you and I, you and I talking for the first time ever. Feels like, feels like we just picked up where we left off. Hey, man, man, you're telling me. Felt some type of, there was some chemistry right there. All right. You know, I, I vibed with it. All right. I picked up on it quick. All right. Frank, Frank, I think you need to explain what BHG is. I don't think we've ever explained to people what it is, but I, I think people need to know. They can't well, see. It started in, it's yeah. So BHG was, I, I think it was just mainly us three. It might have been a couple other people, but I think, uh, I think Abe in, was in on it. Back in the St. Edward Eagles days, uh, the BHG was the bad hairline gang. Uh, we all, we all are not blessed with the cutest of hairlines, I guess, or the sharpest. Um, some people like to say they're a five head, clam on <laughs> six head for all we know. <laughs> it's not getting uh, them it's five fingers instead of four fingers. No one, no one can see what I'm doing, but I'm putting my fingers up <laughs> to my face. But yeah, that's the BHG um, for life. BHG for life, obviously. James, uh, James, yours is maybe four and a half. What do you think? Yeah, I, I get a, I get almost squeeze a fifth in there. It depends on your hand size. Uh, yeah, well, all right. I, hey, what did I learn today? It's that, and I'll tell you what, I can't top anything that our that Sean or CJ said. So I'm going to shut my mouth and get out of the episode. <laughs> Too kind, right, guys. Have a great holiday. Uh, I don't know when the courting the field podcast will be back, but pay to pay, pay to play will be back with some lockies maybe soon. I don't know. Um, oh, so yeah. everyone have a great, great rest of your week. Go Browns, go Buckeyes, um, go John Carroll, go, go Xavier Musketeers. Let's go, go everyone. Yes, Syracuse sir. Orange, what is James? <laughs> what are you wearing? Cleveland, whatever. Your uh, the Cavs are two and oh in the preseason. Cleveland, whatever it takes, baby. Isaac Okoro. A lot of people said he couldn't shoot. He's clipping. He's clipping. All right, guys. We won't waste any more of your time. Have a good one.